Hi, and welcome to Ways to Takes episode 126, the seventh magic number in nuclear physics. You learn something new every day. My name is Trey. I'm joined by Dylan and Cam. Tucker is absent. Don't know where he is. No excuse. Uh, how are we doing, gentlemen? Living the dream. How about that? There we go. Yeah. Uh, winners and losers. So, episode got uploaded a little late. Um, didn't get a poll off. Nobody told me what their takes were except for Dylan. Um, I couldn't remember them. Uh, the things that happen in the show go in my head and then directly out when I go to sleep. Um, so no poll. Dylan again. I'm gonna put you on a loser. You know the, what happened to the the fun um, bios? You did it for like a hundred. 15 episodes. Now they're I'm gone. busy. You're busy? I'm busy. All right. Well, just let me know when you're uploading them, and I'll write them for you. Um, I, I don't know. You can write them right after the show. Um, loser. Cam. Winner. Everybody else. Heat lost. Seize on to the NBA Finals. I'm sure we'll discuss that. Uh, but on the on the other side of the coin, winner for Cam, his childhood team that he has abandoned for the Florida Panthers, the New York Rangers, Rangers have won. So they're they're move they're moving on, Cam. We'll we'll talk about that as well. Um, another loser, I forgot. Um, who said it? Juan Soto. Whose take was that? Cam. Cam Bye. sounds. Sounds like he's staying put. So a lot of cam action in the winners and losers cam. Straight, straight from the GM. How Juan f- Soto, it will not be traded. How you, well, f- how you feeling after taking a, a couple L's this week, Cam? Um, I don't know. GMs are, are liars by heart. So I, I don't believe it. I'll believe it when he stays. But uh, I, I guess I'm a tentative loser. I'll take it, take it on the chin. Any other ones anyone can think of? Just announced the Madden uh, 23. Oh, yes, yes. And it's going to be called Madden 23, as Trey said. And it's going to picture John Madden, as I said. Dylan was very excited saying, oh, I made that take. And you didn't, actually. You didn't say that he was going to be on the cover. And you said it was going to be called just Madden. And it's Madden 23 with him on the cover. So... So close, Dylan. Uh, I'm gonna give my I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself half a point because so I think close. If you, if you if you listen back, which I haven't, and Cam did, so I did. I'm, gonna, I'm already on <laughs> that side of the whatever the expression is. But um, I was making that reference because the original Madden was just called Madden, and it was a picture of him on the on the cartridge. I don't even know if it was on a disc, um, and that's what I was referring to. So I was. I was imagining him on the cover if I didn't say that. So maybe not even half a point. But the image of what I thought was there, I just thought they were going to drop the uh, um, the number. And the reason being is because when they did the 20th anniversary one, that they called it, or was it the 25th anniversary? They Mad, called it Mad, Mad 25. 25. Yeah, so I was Mad like, 25. they've already done something weird with a number before, so I could see them doing, doing this, but they didn't. I still think they should have done All right, well. So close, still. So close. Yeah, so close. Um, Not our, close. All right. Our points are remaining where they are um, for now. I am leading with nine. Dylan, Cam with five, Tucker with two. Um, 
Wasted takes. Does anybody have a wasted take they want to lead off with? Mine has left my head. I had one, and I can't remember. I can, I can do mine. All right, go ahead. Um, so, recent news is Jalen Brown has signed with, I forget what the name of the... Donda oh, Sports. Uh, Donda Sports. So he's the first player to sign with Donda Sports. I haven't looked into it enough because it's Kanye and I, I really just think it's it's kind of stupid. Um, but I am going to go ahead and make the take that this was a terrible move by Jalen Brown. Um Kanye West is very uh, not hated, but he's he's kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Crazy. He's a nut job. Oh yeah, that controversial. Um, controversial. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and to do this right before the NBA Finals, the first guy to do it, make this big announcement, big publicity. Um, I don't know if the NBA likes Kanye. I don't think they do. Um, especially in recent years, he's kind of gone crazy. And I think that this is going to very negatively affect the Celtics as a whole, as a team. It's going to take the publicity to Jalen Brown signing with Donda, and it's going to become political, controversial. And I think it's going to take away from... Uh, the Celtics mentality. Not only that, but I think the NBA is on the side of anti-Kanye. And for that reason, that reason alone, I think the Celtics will lose the series. I'm not going to give a number, but they're going to lose the series and Jalen Brown is going to have his worst performance in the playoffs as a whole because of that signing with Donna. Okay. Um, well, I disagree with the fact they're going to lose the series, obviously. Um, I'll get more into that. I do agree that I think this is a bad move, I think. Kanye's a crazy person, legitimately. I don't know how his businesses are being run. I don't know if he's really in charge. Um, but he's lost the plot. He is, he is off the reservation. Every single term you can use for a crazy person, he's it. Um, this is also a dude who was bankrupt not too long ago. I don't know what his bank accounts are looking like now. I imagine he bounced back. Um, the only successful venture I can think of out of him outside of music is the shoes. And I'm sure he had a lot of help from Adidas with, with pushing those. Even his clothing line. I don't know who buys it. I don't know how well it does because it is expensive and it looks like trash. Um, I do think it's a weird move to do this right before the finals. Um, I think it is a bit of a distraction. I don't think it's going to have that big of an impact on the on the series i am worried about jalen brown just because he's jalen brown and he tends to get streaky with turnovers and sometimes forget to pick up his feet and run and stuff so um <laughs> tucker joined for about half a second and then left um but i don't think the nba is patently against kanye i think that the nba is a very player focused league and um, obviously, the lot of, a lot of the players grew up with Kanye music, just like we did. And so I, I don't I don't see them, you know, trying to railroad him in any way. I don't think it'll be a major factor on the series, but I do think it is a weird move. Dill, 
Well, yeah, think- one, one last thing uh, to, to add to my point that I forgot to mention is a few years ago, the NBA banned all Yeezys uh, from, from game wear. Now, I can't imagine anyone would wear them, and it probably discouraged him from making like basketball shoes if he didn't already. Um, just putting that out there, the NBA did ban Yeezys. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I, I, it is sort of a weird move, like, like Trey said. Um, I mean, I don't think it's going to affect anything. It's kind of like, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to expect. Like, what does it even mean? Like, I don't even think it means anything. Kanye's his agent. I don't think that's... Kanye's not his agent. That's not what it is. Kind of. Somebody that works for Kanye is his agent. I don't know. It just seems strange. Um, I don't really know why someone... I mean, I don't know. It's uh, that same thing in the NBA. It's all about image. Like, I I don't... And like him, I don't even know if that's the right image guy to sign on with. But I don't know. Maybe Maybe it will turn out to be a good thing. It's just money related. It's got nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, I remembered my take. I had two. I'm going to pocket one for a rainy day as a Patriots negative take. I'm going to pocket that uh, because we know I love to give those ones. But this one's going to be NBA Finals related. It's going to be Boston Celtics related. It's going to be Marcus Smart related. So Marcus Smart is one of the most polarizing figures in Boston sports history that I can remember in recent history. It seems like he's a guy, you either love him or you hate him. People in this city hate Marcus Smart, despite what he's done, even recently winning Defensive Player of the Year. Um, And I think a lot of that reason was on display Game 7, where the game was coming down to the wire, Jason Tatum was getting doubled, and he was dishing to Marcus Smart, who was just throwing up brick after brick after brick. And Marcus Smart is definitely a dog. He's definitely a guy that wants to be the leader on this team. He's been there the longest, I think, out of anybody. It's the longest tendered Celtic. He, you know, came up with the Celtics. He's built a brand on defense and playing his ass off. Um, But at the end of the day, he is a streaky shooter. He's had games where he has tied the record for, I think, threes made in a game or something, some some weird stat like that where he's tied the record for for threes or something like that, or three-point percentage, something like that, where he has shot the lights out. And then there's other games where he is just Brick City. But I think the problem that Boston fans have with him is you can see that he has the mentality that, oh, I'm part of this big three in Boston, me, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and uh, I'm one of the three pillars. Now, you can debate whether that's true or not. I don't believe it. Um, But I do think he's an important part of the team. I think he's a leader on the team. I think he's going to redeem himself in these finals. I think what's going to happen is Marcus Smart will hit a game-winning shot in this final, a buzzer-beater game-winner in one game of these finals. He needs to redeem himself for the for the five missed shots he had to put the heat away that he just couldn't hit. He needs to redeem himself for all the times that um, he has taken these shots that were ridiculous that he thought he could hit. Um, his confidence is obviously always very high. 
Um, and I just really am giving this take because I want to see the mental pretzel it puts everybody in when he takes that shot and we're all like, oh, no, he's taking the shot and it goes in and they win it. It's going to be, I think, if it happens early in the series, it'll be a negative because that means he's just going to have carte blanche in his mind to shoot as much as he wants. But he's going to redeem himself. He's going to put Boston in a pretzel. Marcus Smart is going to hit a game-winning shot in the NBA Finals. Discuss it. Uh, do you guys hear me? Yes. Uh, yeah. I think Marcus Smart's already hit a game winner because I call him passing that ball at Tatum. That's a Marcus Smart game winner. That wasn't a Jason Tatum game winner. Jason Tatum made a layup. Marcus Smart had the great court awareness and the mental fortitude to pass that. So Marcus Smart's already had one game winner in the series. I don't agree that with the whole Marcus Smart needs to make up for anything. I don't think Marcus Smart has anything to hang his head on in this entire postseason. He's been a dog. He's been guarding anyone. They put him on. They put him on the most ridiculous matchups. I was watching him got, like take on Giannis from seven feet. They're like hook Marcus on. I mean, I don't, I don't really see any reason for it, but I like the idea that he's gonna hit a game winner. I can see him hit one. So Tucker, to your point of him hitting the game winner, as you called it. I think that's why a lot of people are frustrated with him because that moment right there was like, oh my God, he's grown up. He's realized that maybe taking a deep three with two defenders in your face isn't smart. I should dish it down to Jason Tatum down low. And then he has games where he played on game seven where he's like, oh, I'm going to chuck it up every time. I'm going to be the hero. I said early in the game, I said he hit a deep three. And I was like, I turned to Ben. I said, guess who's taking the last shot this game? <laughs> and I was basically right. It took like the last five, I think, um, that weren't free throws. Um, so I think that's where the frustration comes from is there's moments where he's a great point guard, where he, he absolutely can't play point guard in this league. There's moments where he's facilitating, where he's passing. Obviously, he's a great defender. Nobody's going to debate that. But then there's other moments where he thinks he's legitimately Steph Curry and he's just going to let it fly. Uh, Dill? Yeah, as the resident uh, NBA playoff watcher that I am, uh, this season. Um, I like the take, Trey, because I see it as a possibility that he would take a game-winning shot. And I also see there being a situation where, you know, I don't think either team's going to get blown out in all of these games. So I think there is a chance. Um I don't think that Marcus Smart feels that he needs to redeem himself in any way because the dude already thinks that he's the greatest player in the league. No, and he does not think he's the greatest in the league. He thinks he's part of the big three, which he is. Which he's my mind. The Celtics I, are a big three, and I won't take any other answer. Well, I mean, if they are, it's... Tatum, Brown, and, and Williams are like Tatum, Brown, Brown and Horford. It's not him. Right, maybe not the greatest player in the league, but he sees himself as a superstar. A prime time player. A superstar. He right? thinks he's a superstar. You don't win deep boy without being a prime time player. I won't take any. And I'm not. I'm, I'm not finished yet. I was going to say, I think he is, but he definitely takes his liberties in, in, in taking shots that there may be a better shot 
to be taken. But at the on the same coin, um, Tatum for some reason cannot take over a game like all the time. You know, so there's a lot of superstars that's like, all right, he's gonna. I mean, even, even most teams that we have played this postseason, they have a dude, one or two dudes on the opposing team, and those guys go out and they drop a crap ton of points every game. I know the Celtics aren't, you know, as reliant on one guy as some of the other teams we've faced so far. Um, but Tatum has duds, and he seems like he has... I, I don't I don't know. He just seems to kind of uh, shy away from some of the moments where you think he would be the guy to step up. And when he doesn't do that, Marcus Smart's like, all right, screw it. I'll just try it myself. So, And that's where I see a potential... In, in a game winning shot being shot by Marcus Smart. Whether or not he makes it or not is, is another. See, I totally point. agree with you, Dill. It's when Tatum's not on and when they're double teaming him, which obviously is going to be tough for him to, you know, just go through two guys and score. They were doing the same thing every time they came down the floor. They were taking Smart's man off him, doubling because they knew he couldn't hit. The Celtics need to figure out a way to get the switch to the point where Jalen Brown is the second option. Jalen Brown is a clear, no matter what you think about Marcus Smart, if you think he's a superstar or not, Jalen Brown is a clear second option when the starters are on the floor. He should be the one that they play through when Tatum gets doubled. And Smart, instead of trying to facilitate that, is like, big dog time, here we go. 50-foot jumper, boom, brick. Uh, Cam, any thoughts? Will he make a game winner? No, absolutely not. Um, he took, like, three terrible shots at the end of the last game. Almost cost him it. I think he's going to play very uh, conservatively. I don't. The game. No, I know, I know. No. <laughs> I mean, you said the exact opposite. Um, I think he will, though. I think when it comes down to the end of the game, Jason Tatum needs to have the ball. He proved it in the Nets game when he made the game winner. And then ever since then, when it's come down to it, he just isn't near the ball at all. So I don't think so. I think he's going to realize that he doesn't have the clutch team. He's just going to let somebody else do it. Um, hopefully it's Jalen Brown and, you know, he'll lose it because he signed with Donda. Over the course of eight years, Marcus Smart has yet to figure out that he is he doesn't have the clutch team. So I'm pretty sure he's not going to play conservatively in this series. Well, it's his first bottom. So You're right. It is his first final. I don't, I don't necessarily want him playing conservatively. I want him to take his shots. Like I said, he's streaking. He can get hot and be one of the best shooters in the league, frankly. Um, But he needs to realize maybe after you take two deep threes and they don't go in, maybe time to go to somebody else. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't don't mean the whole game. I'm just saying at the end when it comes down to it. Oh, I don't. I think he wants to be the dude. Um, Tucker, we'll let you go quick. Cam said that the Celtics are going to lose a series because Jalen Brown Signed with Donda Sports, and he's going to be cursed by Kanye and play terribly, and they're going to lose the series. Thoughts? I mean, hey, it's so like, he's not good enough to do it. So, of course, that's how it's I got the very end of that where his team's not good enough. Yeah, no, that's just hatership. Like, he's a hater because his team got it their ass kicked, and, you know, he's going to talk shit like that. That's fine. Like, that's fine because his team's window is already closed before it opens. Like they never even got a championship when their windows closed. Jimmy's old. 
Tyler Hero's like a Tyler Hero's nothing. Bam Adebayo's a coward. Like that team's not just not an NBA championship caliber team. So of course he's gonna talk to you on a team like the Celtics that just beat them when we're just getting into our pride. We're the Bulls in whatever year that. What's the first year the Bulls? <laughs> Jesus the Christ, let's calm down. I'm calling us the Bulls already. Um, Jason Tatum is Michael Jordan. Scotty Pippen is Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart is Scott is uh, Dennis Rodman. Uh, uh, all right, strong words from Tucker. Uh, who's got a take? I did. Go ahead. Random take. All right, so I was looking at, um, weirdly enough, high school football. Just recruiting all that, reading a lot of things, look at the classes coming in, all that. And the one name keeps coming up, Arch Manning. Arch Manning. I see Arch Manning everywhere. Five-star recruit, perfect score, number one player in the country. Bust. Absolute bust. Saying it right now, he's not going to be any good. He might be okay in college, but he just has... You look at his stats, they're average. He even passed for 3,000 yards. This dude's throwing another 1,500 extra yards on top of him. He's a mid, through and through. He's only got all this recognition because his uncles. And guess what? If it wasn't for him, he probably has a two-and-a-half, three-star QB. This is an interesting yeah. one. I like this, this take. Coach Manning's mid. <laughs> I like this take. Um, so, like I've said on this pod a million times, the Mannings have kind of won me over, despite them kind of being the biggest nemesis of the I Patriots. Like the too. Yeah, I just I think he's so overhyped just because he's related to that. I think that's there's a nugget of truth to that. He is probably overhyped because he it's is not a nugget. It's the entirety of the fact. I don't think he could go out there and play poorly and be rated as high as he is, no matter who he is. Um, but it's that mid. So I just look at the odds, right? So there's been. Four Mannings now that have had a go at football. There is Archie Sr., the first Manning. Was he any good, Cam? He was pretty good, right? For the Saints? The dad? Yeah, back in the day, he was good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know too much about him, but he's notable. Yeah, I think he was pretty good. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer or not, but I think he was pretty good. Then you've got Peyton, who's a top five quarterback of all time, and then you've got Eli, who is a Hall of Fame caliber, actual Super Bowl winner because he won multiple and obviously pulled up the biggest upset in the history of the sport. The one outlier is Cooper, who, what did he do? Did he play in college? Did he even make it to the NFL? No. No. But that's, I mean, Cooper's son, so. Exactly. So the odds say that he'll probably be good because three out of the four of them were good. But at the same time, the, he is the one bad one's son. Um, I definitely think he's overhyped. I'm hoping that he is good, actually. I kind of want to see him be good. Um, if Mac Jones didn't land in our lap, my eyes were on Arch Manning in like four years. So, um, and, if, and maybe, if, maybe if Mac Jones ends up not being the guy, maybe that's the next guy. You know, if they go out and Mac Jones put up a stinker, we get a high draft pick, trade someone, get that number one pick. Bad for four years in a row, like that bad, bad, like no QB bad. You'd be on suicide watch. Like you can't root for something four years out. I wasn't rooting for it. I'm perfectly fine with not having him. But oh, well, he said if it wasn't for Matt, I was. Really he was the next guy that I was like, we need to get Arch Manning. More than thirty seconds into the future, like you're like the Patriots didn't have 
best free agent class in the league this year. Fuck this team. And you're like, yeah, man, like, let's play the long game. We'll take four years to get the right guy. I was saying, as a backup, worst case scenario, that's what I was thinking. But um, I think he'll be a good player. I do. I think he'll be a good player. I think he's got a good support system, obviously. He's got the bloodline. I think I'm just saying it right now. I'm an Arch Manning hater. And I'm, I will be to the end of time. I'm a Stan. Um, Dylan? I'm, just, I'm actually going to make this major part of my personality is hating Arch Manning. Wherever he goes to college, <laughs> but I hate that. I hope team. he goes to UNC. I, um, I don't if he goes to UNC. Number one, he won't. He's going to go to Tennessee no, or like Ole Miss. Ole Miss, yeah. Um, Dell? Arch Manning, mid? Um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Like you said, though, having the bloodline uh, is like a sheer fire that you're going to be at least pretty good enough to probably <laughs> make the NFL. Um, where's uh, Where's Michael Jordan's kid besides Jimmy Butler? <laughs> just about the same. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, Where's his, where's his kids that he actually claimed? The, thi- the thing is, is any any uh, any kid whose parents or family has been a superstar always has that on their head. And, and it's, you know, they always, like, people always want to compare and see if they're going to be the same. Like, you can't expect that the kid's going to be the greatest one of the greatest players of all time, like his members of his family. So um, I expect him to be good. I expect him to play well in college, probably make the NFL and probably play some games. I mean, just because the family thing, um, that's impossible to predict what he is actually going to be. Like. Cam, you're uh, one of your family members. Yep. Love his uncle. Um, so yeah, I mean, what Dylan said, it's kind of impossible to predict what's going to happen, but let's get hypothetical here. From what I've seen of him, he seems more personality wise on the Eli side. Um, Peyton was a little bit more, uh, soft spoken and, you know, just kind of played the game, didn't say much. Now he's the opposite. Cracking jokes. Very funny guy. Um, Eli, however, I just think back to the draft when he, said, nah, I don't want to play for what was the Chargers. Yeah. Um, and what I've seen of Arch, I think, is kind of similar to that. Um, I think he's going to be good, and he can go to whatever college he wants to. Even if he's terrible in college, he will still be in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not denying that he's going to the NFL. No, no, no. I'm not <laughs> in the NFL. I don't even think he'll be a bust in college. So what level bust are you comparing? Like, give me a comparison. Um, I don't want to say Jamar Russell, but I do. Um, but I <laughs> Mitch Trubisky-esque. Like, you know what? Like, okay. he's terrible in the NFL. Like, he was always the guy that's like, hey, you can be for a starting job. But he goes top five and that uh, never really solidifies himself as, like, a real solid QB. So, I think he's going to be good. I, th- I don't think he's going to be um, 
like Peyton level because that's just one in a million. Um, but I, I think he's going to be consistent throughout. Like you said, good support system. Um, and I mean, just having a grandpa and two uncles in the NFL and just knowing the way the game works is going to help so much. I don't see him being a bust unless he just like does it on his own and he just goes off the deep end and chooses party over playing football. He doesn't have. I don't think he has that dog. In. I have no reason to believe that. But like, kids growing up with a silver spoon. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's going to be good. Dylan, you got a take? Uh, I do. Um, it's kind of a weird one. Um, you know, it's springtime. Uh, springtime, do a little spring cleaning, pick up the house a little bit, go through some stuff. Oh, boy. I was rummaging through uh, my closet. Um, just going through some clothes. Ended up getting to my uh, jersey section. I was looking at all my jerseys. You know, I got, you know, some Red Sox, got some uh, Bruins, Patriots, some other off teams that, you know, I don't really follow too much. And I was just looking at them, and I was like, you know what? I really like my Bruins jersey. I started thinking about it. I, th- I just like uh, NHL jerseys. I think they're the best-looking jersey. That's the take. NHL jerseys, best-looking jerseys, the best, most fun to wear. What? And they're most comfortable. They look the best while their teams are playing. I mean, they got cool logos. Um, so I, I'm just going to say NHL jerseys are the best jerseys. That's the take. All right. Well, they aren't the best because they're sweaters. Like you can't wear them at all times in the year. You can only yeah. wear them in the winter. That's why they're so special. You only wear them to a hockey game. Yeah, and they're big and kind of cumbersome. Like, you can wear a baseball jersey everywhere. Like baseball? I've worn baseball jerseys to parties. I've worn baseball jerseys everywhere. So I don't even think baseball jerseys because they're button up, and that's kind of a I pain love in the itself. Button up baseball. I baseball, have... baseball jerseys are the most uncomfortable. I'm going to one. I'm going absolutely not. I do. In terms of like the best looking jersey, baseball jerseys. I'm going NBA. So we've got every four sports. So NBA in my mind. Terrible. Wait, what? What? Uh, did Cam say? jersey? You just made the point. No, I said I'll get to my point in a second. Go ahead. So I think your rebuttal is you can only wear it when it's warm out. Not true. Easy to slide over a sweatshirt, you know, isn't, there's not much there. It's pretty light. So, you know, if it's sun's out, guns out, you want to let the, you know, the, the guns show, you just go rip it as a tank top. If you want to wear it out to a game and it's cold or you want to wear it to a party and it's cold, just throw it over the sweatshirt. It's a good look. Uh, throw a backwards hat on. It's a good look. Um, Plus, there's so many of them. They put out different designs for these jerseys every year. You know, you can match any outfit to it. Um, I think they're pretty clean, most of them. I don't really, I can't really think of a basketball jersey that I hate. Maybe Memphis, kind of just boring, bleh. I can think of it hockey jerseys I hate. I hate the Flames jerseys. I hate the um, Predators jerseys. I think are the worst jerseys in all of sports. Um, they look like puke on the ice. Um, the, the, the hockey jersey is clean though, 
and it's made of like the material is so like it's heavy. Thick one is the material is like it's heavy. Well designed. It's heavy. The big crest on the front makes you feel. And, but that's amazing. like uncomfortable in itself. If you go shirtless under that, it's rubbing up against you. It hurts. See, I just I just get more excitement out of wearing it because you don't wear it that often, and I and I like that I when I can. I would go. I would great. go N- NBA. NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL. That would be NBA my power. NBA sucks because it's one, it's a tank top, and two, they're too long. They they go down too far. They're too long. I think that's kind of swaggy. Uh, Cam, give us the football jersey argument. Okay, no, I I didn't say that I like the football jerseys. I was saying football jerseys are the most uncomfortable. Um, I have a jersey curse, so maybe that's part of it. Um, actually, that was broken, Odell. Uh, but my argument is every football jersey that I own. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Every football jersey I own, it's just it's not comfortable. I don't think they're supposed to go over shoulder pads or anything. You're you're talking real jersey. Are you talking real jersey or like a a fan jersey? Because my jerseys are super comfortable. A fan jersey. Same thing, whether I get a medium or a large, it just never seems to be the right fit. Um, I don't find them comfortable at all. Back to your take, Dylan, it depends on how you look at it. If you're saying jerseys just by watching a sport and how they look, I agree with you. I, I think hockey's are very clean. They have a lot of great alternates. One of my favorites is actually the Carolina Hurricanes black jerseys with the flag. With the red flag. I love those. Those are good. Um, so my order, since I guess we're doing that, um, in terms of looking, NHL is going to be first, MLB, NFL, NBA. In terms of wearing, MLB's first. Shout out to Tucker. And then I'm going to go NBA, NHL, NFL. Yeah, so the take was best looking. But I, just, I also do like to wear them. I just don't agree at all with with that football jerseys are uncomfortable. These jerseys they make now are super comfortable. It's just like a t-shirt. I don't know where you're getting yours. Uh, Tucker, MLB, go ahead. So, yeah, I'm team MLB because I didn't win those first time. I've worn MLB, MLB jerseys out. I just like to see them out and about. I think the... Well, I also love Boston Red Sox jerseys, like especially the New City jerseys for Boston, I love. I mean, I guess every team's got cool jerseys and when they do their alternates, but I don't know. I just see more people wearing MLB jerseys outside of a Red Sox game more than any other sport team in Boston I see outside of a sporting match. Maybe you'll see a couple NBA ones. You'll never see anyone in an NFL jersey, not an NFL game. You'll never see anyone in a hockey jersey, I'm a hockey jersey. So that's how I base it. I go MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL. All right. Contentious argument. Good take, Dill. Um, all right. Let's move on to topics. NBA playoffs, NBA finals. So we'll start with uh, – we don't even have to cover Warriors. I mean, we basically covered it last week. They didn't technically, have, they hadn't technically won, but they wrapped it up pretty quick. So um, obviously, the Warriors are making it pretty cool to see them back in, just to the level of consistency they've had. 
nearing, you know, like Patriots territory, not the ter- time period, but the amount of success they've had in, in you know, a whatever, eight year span. Um, let's talk about game seven. Uh, well, first, we can talk about game six, too. Uh, I said I thought it was over uh, after game five. Um, game six was a disaster for the Celtics, came out flat obviously, and just can't do that at home. It was really miserable. It looks like they thought they had won it. It was terrible. Uh, But Game 7, obviously a very good game. Celtics went up and, again, let the heat back into it. Jimmy Butler, um, I I have a lot of respect for him because I I know some people don't like him, but uh, as evidenced by our group chat where people are slandering him, I mean, he did disappear for some of the games. So did Jason Tatum. But I do think he was legitimately hurt. But he was the only one on that team keeping them in it. Um, Bam wasn't playing that great. And then the rest of them are scrubs. Kyle Lowry is a fat piece of crap and just falls over every 10 seconds. But um, definitely put out a Herculean effort. Wasn't enough, obviously. Um, But they gave us a scare. And I'll just say this about the Celtics before we go into finals talk. Uh, we'll just talk about Game Seven first. Um, I feel worse about the Celtics than I did leaving the Milwaukee series. I still think they can win it. I'm not saying they're out of it or anything like that. I just feel worse about them. Milwaukee, you had a legitimate superstar. You had, um, you know, the reigning champion. You won a big Game Six in their house, and then you took it home and got it done. Um, so I think that was a huge part of it. Um, just the fact they didn't take care of game six at home and then almost gave up a game seven, 13 point lead with three minutes left to a team that really, I don't think is that talented. I think the heat are a good team. I think they're well coached. I think they, you know, obviously Jimmy and Bam are good. I think the rest of the team is kind of scrubs and I think they have a lot of heart and I, I respect the hell out of them. Um, but I frankly don't think they were that good. I think the Celtics should have taken that care of them in five or six games, really uh, six being the maximum, obviously one seven, and they made a push at the end. But um, we'll go to Tucker for and Dylan about their re- reaction to the Celtics making the finals. And then we'll go to Cam for his heat takes. Uh, Tucker? So, uh, 100th of the grand, this game should have been five. Uh, Tyler Hero was, like, in and out. Jimmy Butler was shaky at times. Really great player. I'm actually impressed with Jimmy. Like, he played really good this series. Bam out of bio was bomb. Like, I want to say that. I just, he was just, like, there'd be games where he'd just be non-existent. Which was just such a weird thing from someone that, like, they kind of praise to be, like, a superstar. And he's not even a star. He's a role player at times. At certain times. Like, he plays great at times, and there's games that he just disappears. He just doesn't even, and it's not like he shoots poorly. It's just that he takes, like, four attempts in an entire game, which is wild. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Celtics are bad in how they play. Um, but that's just one of those things that, like, you know, I'm hoping that you get a little more dog and you win. I mean, they've won two game sevens this series. They've fought through adversity. So that's what gives me the confidence in this team is that they've, every time there's been adversity, they've fought through it. So I'm hoping that that can just carry on. Uh, Dylan, what's your thoughts? Yeah, so we watched the game outside on uh, the big screen, which was awesome. I had a great time the other night. Um, I 
agree with you, Tuck. I think Celtics played uh, not as good as what they're capable of. Um, but, you know, they came out with the win. I think, you know, any team going up against the Warriors is going to be, uh, you know, a tough sell. But um, I don't know. I, I'm excited for the next series, and I think they got a pretty good shot. All right, Cam, obviously not the uh, result you would hope for, but, um, you know, you guys put up a good fight. Takes on the end of the season. You're with us, Cam. I can hear you say my name. Um, uh, Yeah, I actually pretty much agree with everything you said. Jimmy tends to come alive more in the playoffs during the regular season. He'll miss like 10, 15 games. Um, he definitely was hurt and that's why he was limited in two of those games. And then the game that he came back and pushed through it, you could tell that he just wasn't himself. Um, but then obviously the other games, he was 30, 40, almost 50 points. Um, the problem is when he goes off, everybody else kind of shuts down. Tucker, you hit the nail on the head. Bam, way too inconsistent. He's Some games he'll go like, he'll take like 20 shots and shoot like 70%. And then some games he'll take like six shots and shoot 50%. So he's a big man. Your goal percentage should be higher than that. Um, but yeah, it was just a help for around Jimmy. Um the Heat, on paper, they have a lot of, like, average players. Jimmy's above average. Bam, shoot. Above average uh, game. And everyone else is just like, yeah, they can go off, but it's never consistent. Um, I think that the Celtics are definitely a better run roster. Um, and I would have loved to win the game, obviously. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, I'm not too terribly upset with it. I think they, they fought hard, really. Jimmy would have would have made that three. I had no problem with that shot whatsoever. If you're that hot, no, no that problem with that shot. I want to say that right now. He's the guy on that team. You let him shoot what he wants. Yeah, Cam, I'm glad you brought that up. It's, There's uh, been a lot of debate. 15 seconds left in the game. Now I have a question for you, Cam. Though. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Um. So you win that game. Do you think? You have a chance against um, the Warriors, and what do you think the Celtics' chances are against the Warriors? Is there any difference? Um, first question: Yes, there's always a chance. Um, however, I think the Celtics' chances were better. The Heat just can't score enough to keep up with the way the Warriors score. Um, especially because they play good D. So I'd say the Warriors and Celtics defensively, probably pretty similar. And we had trouble scoring against you guys. It took like massive mistakes on your end for us post game seven. Um, and I think the Warriors are a better team. So there's a chance, yes, but I think we maybe would have gotten away with one. Um, Celtics have a better chance in the Heat, but I don't think uh, you guys will win. Jalen Brown talk aside from my take, I think – Unless you guys can just play consistently um, 
for five or six of those games, and those are the ones that you would win, I don't think there's a chance, just because the Warriors don't really have those lapses. Um, at the end of the day, they're, you know, fourth quarter, they're just still playing like they did in the first. So I don't know. You guys got to gotta figure out consistency. I, I would say war right now, I'm going to say Warriors in five. Um, and then we'll, we'll talk about that again after game one. Um, I want to just touch quickly on the Jimmy Butler shot. There's been a lot of debate, obviously. Most of it has been said that that was not a good shot. And I can see the reasoning. Nobody down low. Um, you've got Al Horford in front of him. Jimmy excels at getting to the basket, drawing fouls, and, con- and converting. You can't guarantee that, though, that he's going to get an and one. You did need a three. Um, he's obviously been hot. He's not the best three-point shooter, but he did shoot better in this series well, as a three-point shooter. Only, only, only needed two to tie it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because he probably should have dri- driven. That's probably what he should have done. Um, but I understand, yeah, he had space. He had a wide-open three. Al Horford was, play, was playing for the drive, which was good defense by him. I don't expect him. To, and if they really wanted a three, they weren't going to be able to get it set up better than that. So I really don't have a problem with it. Yes, he should have driven. It's the wrong shot, technically. I don't have a problem with it, though. Um, all right, let's move on to our finals preview. So obviously we talked about it a little bit. I'll say what I think. Um, obviously I'm a homer. In this situation, not always, but in this situation, I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking the Celtics in seven, and I'll tell you why. Um, I think the Celtics are good enough defensively to slow down the Warriors. I truly think that. I think that the Warriors aren't going to go out and just dog walk them and hit three after three after three like we've seen them do. Um, they've played twice this year. Celtics lost a close one and then beat the brakes off them in another one. So I think it's going to be a lot like that. I think it's going to be back and forth. I've got Celtics in seven. Um, The only thing is, like I said, I feel worse about them after this series because they are so damn inconsistent. Dylan mentioned it. Jason Tatum has to have the ability to take over these games. He has to have the ability when nobody else can score that he needs to be the catalyst. Something in game six, he scored like 30 points, but he only shot it like 15 times or something like this, something ridiculous. Like he, he just wasn't shooting the ball as much and I get it. They're doubling him. It's going to be harder. He's trying to facilitate. He's being a good teammate. It's not, I'd rather that than him just chucking up shot after shot, but he needs to find a way in that situation to be productive and to keep scoring. Um, They can't do what they did against the heat. You can't just give up quarters. You can't give up games because the heat, while they did make them pay for it in some of these situations, a lot of times they didn't. Um, like that fourth quarter, game seven, the Heat, if they were, if that was the Warriors, they would have come back and won the game. They're not going to do that. They're experienced in the finals. They know what the bright lights are like. Um, they are a consistent team. Obviously, over the past you know decade, they've been one of the best teams in the NBA. They set the win record. Um, so I truly believe that Celtics can win this game. This, this series, they just need consistency. Like I've said from day one with this team, I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall. You can lose a quarter here and there. Don't lose it by 30. You can come out flat from a game, get into it. You know, yeah, no, you can't even come out flat for a game. You can't come, come out flat for any games. 
You can, you know, if I understand everyone's going to get tired. You're going to have walls in the game. It's a game of runs. That's how it goes. But you have to respond and you have to stop the bleeding early. Um, Tucker, give me a prediction and any other any other stuff you got on the uh, final. Uh, well, do we want to touch on the uh, Kobe thing? Um, yeah, we can mention it. I mean, I thought it was a little weird. Like, I'm okay with the uh, winner. Me, by the way, wristband. But like the sending Kobe a text and then telling, like, posting it or whatever he did with it. During the like after the game, it felt a little like it was a look at me move. It was look at me. Yeah, no, it was, and it was weird. It felt kind of LeBroni. It was disrespectful to Kobe's memory in my mind that he would share that. I didn't like it. I really did like, and I like Jason Tatum a lot. I like a lot of the things he does, but like this whole like, like it felt like he was saying, "I'm the new Kobe." Like, I don't. Winner me. I, I didn't like it at all. Winner me. Um, no, it was weird. I get him texting him. Like, I get him texting his phone. I get that for your yeah. own personal. That, like, if you do that, like, purely from a nostalgia. It took it from a personal, like, this is my promise to Kobe and to his memory that I'm going to play as hard as I can and win the game for him. It took it from there to, I'm going to text Kobe Kobe's phone, and if we win, I'm going to send it out, and everyone's going to be like, oh, look at that. He's He's, like, so... He's such like a Kobe guy. He's. It felt yeah, weird. It felt like a look at me move. If you're gonna do it, don't post about it. Nope. I mean, you can like, even tell. They could, they you could like, even tell the media. You know, it'd be even less if he was just like at the end. He's like, yeah, I, you know, I really wanted to try to channel Kobe and remember him, so I sent a text to his phone for the game. Um, I know, keep it private, whatever, whatever, what I said, but I just, I, I wanted to try to connect with his, you know, with him in some way. Rather than just posting a screenshot of it. That's weird. It's not yeah. good to say it to the media either, but it's also way worse, I feel like, to tweet out a screenshot. Uh, Cameron, Dylan, do you have a take on this at all? Yeah, I thought it was a little bit weird. Um, like you said, posting it, uh, I don't know if that was necessary. Um, obviously, he was wearing the armband, and he has a connection with him, and... I mean, I guess it's kind of a thing. Like, people text numbers that passed away for luck or whatever, just kind of a diary type thing. Um, so, yeah, whatever, that's fine. Um, posting it, just being like, what guys are texting trade. That was a little bit weird. Um, Dylan, you got anything? Uh, yeah, finals prediction. Do you... Hold on. Let's Dylan get his thoughts out oh, on this. Dylan's, Dylan's just on his phone doing something this whole episode. He's just been... He's muted now, and he's talking, and he's just distracted on his phone. He's playing Farmville or something. I was waiting for you guys to be done. You could, you know, so, listen to the conversation okay. and engage. No, I was hearing it. Okay, so yeah, I not not a fan of the uh, the Kobe stuff. Just play the game. You can you can honor somebody by yourself. You don't have to show it in front of everybody. Especially oh, that's my whole thing. If you're doing something to honor someone, you don't need to make it public. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of... It, 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 it's just not... It's really just not right. I just, not, I just don't think that that's right. Yeah, yet. I'm not... Um, so, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that. Back to the, the shot, the Jimmy Butler shot that I missed. Um, if he made that shot, everybody would be saying, oh, what confidence this guy has. He's the game player. He makes a shot, blah, blah, blah. He should have drove and got a foul anyway, but whatever. 
Um, forgot to mention that. If it was reversed and it was, say, Kobe type sending a text to his hero, say Michael Jordan, I know the timelines would have to be different with social media and stuff like that, but never, never would he do let anyone no. know about that. Never. Never would he put, like, even no. if he did it. He like wouldn't that, even say anything. He would not say anything. Thing. Nobody would there know. There would not be anything said about it. Nope. It was cheesy. Yeah. All right, Tucker, finals prediction and thoughts. You know I'm a homer. I'm saying Celtics. Uh, I just – and my reasoning is defense. Like, I just think the defensive-mindedness of the Celtics, I don't know. I, I feel like it's the one team – I don't know why I believe we have a chance. Defensively, I mean, I guess like 31 teams would try to stop them from shooting threes the rate they do. But I like Marcus Smart on Steph Curry. I think that's going to be such a fun matchup to watch this entire series. Um, Golden State fans are going to hate Marcus Smart by the end of this. Hate him. Like He's going to be the most hated person there. But uh, I like that matchup. Um, I think Jason Tatum kind of eats. I like I, Andrew Wiggins is good, real solid player. Had a breakout season this year. I don't think he's Jason Tatum level, and I haven't heard of. Is he a great defender? I I don't know that much about. I don't defense. think I don't think in, I think they're a solid defense team. I just because of Draymond, I think obviously he's elite, but I think the rest of them are pretty average in, in terms of defense. Obviously, they're very skilled offensively. I'd give the offensive edge to them and the defensive edge to us. Defense wins championships, so. No, 100%. I got the uh, defensive edge, and that's all you need. Games? How many? Uh, seven. Oh, this is, if we win, it's a seven-game series. All right, that's two seasons seven. Dylan? Um, I mean, I'm going to go Warriors <laughs> just because I, I, don't, I don't see the Celtics playing consistent enough to, to win this series against this caliber of a team. Um, if the Celtics win, they win again. Dis- that, it's disappointing, but, but it's it, it's a legitimate take to have. But that, if they game seven is going to be away too, which is well, they've proven they can win away games, and they are their best road team in the league. they're the best road team in the league all season. I don't have any any doubt that they can win a game seven um, or any game on the road. I I'd rather have them on the road, honestly, because when they get home and then it's all the jerk off fest, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are the greatest play. That's when they suck. So. I'd rather have them on the road in a, in a hostile environment. Maybe get them a little more focused. They're um, good on the road. They're great on the road. Uh, disappointing, Dill, but legitimate take to have. I'm not going to give you crap for it because I'm worried. I'm not going to lie. I do not think this is going to be an easy series at all. Um, I would not be surprised if the Warriors won it in five, like Cam's going to say. But Cam, anything else you got? You already gave us your prediction. Yeah, that's in five. All right. Well... Uh, ways to take series. The Warriors have, is is Warriors have have home court advantage. Yes, they do. Um. All right, the ways to take series ends in um Cam losing. That's the only important thing. Uh, let's move on to the NHL playoffs where Cam isn't losing currently. The Rangers are up on the Lightning right now. Um, they beat the Hurricanes in what was it seven or six, Bill? Uh, I believe it was seven. 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 Um, I got nothing on it, honestly. Um, so in the East, it's Lightning Rangers, right? And I expect the Lightning to win that series. I'm surprised they're getting beat right now. And then the West is Edmonton and who? Colorado. That's who it is. Yes. Um, the one thing I will say, Edmonton's the wildest team I've ever seen. 
I mean, they just put up goals and they're also just a sieve. They let up goals. Like these these games are like baseball games. Like eight to six, I think was the other night. Like they're just scoring at will and they're being scorned on at will. And I think that's a dangerous way to play. If they end up winning the series, I think they'll lose um, in the final because you can't do that on defense and expect you can't have that bad of goaltending in defense and expect to win the Stanley Cup. Um, Dale, we'll get your thoughts on on the NHL if you have any. And then we'll go to Cam for his Rangers thoughts, even though he abandoned them. I'm a fan of the Rangers simply because they were trash a few years ago. And they got some young stars and their goalie's hot. And, uh, you know, they're the team of destiny right now, which is always a good thing to have. Um, and as for the, as for the Edmonton Calgary series, that series was ridiculous. Um, with the amount of goals scored and to start off game one, um, abs Oilers with a eight, six victory, um, is just bananas. Um, and I like they had, if, if, imagine if they had a hot goalie right now, they'd be, Winning games ten to zero. It's unbelievable. Um, so I, I don't know who I have right now. Um, I want to say I want to say it's a very good possibility Rangers beat um, the Lightning. It's just a matter of can the Oilers not let up too many goals for them to make the final. So I don't know. It's a crazy series, crazy playoffs. Um, I've been watching a little bit, not as much as I probably should, but uh, I'm excited to watch these uh, the, this round in the finals. I'll be happy if anybody, except for the Lightning win, because I hate Tampa. I hope it Me explodes. Too. And um, I'm rooting for the Abs, though. Go Abs. Uh, Tucker, do you got anything on NHL at all? Um, sure. I am buying into the Edmonton Oilers. Go Canada. Boo Canada. Um, team without playing defense I'm a fan of. I watched bits and pieces of the one game that ended like 8-6 recently. So yeah, I mean, I kind of love that hockey without defense make hockey fun again. Have a 14 goal game. <laughs> That's not fun. It's better when it's low scoring. Um, what world? In every world, it's more exciting when it's low scoring. Um, yeah, who? Yeah, I hate goals too, man. One to nothing hockey games in the playoffs are electric. Um, Dill, did you have a take about a Canadian team winning the Stanley Cup this year, or was that last year? That was last year. Ah, uh, missed it by a year. So close again. Um, Cam Rangers, what do you think? How about Toronto getting bounced again? I know we talked about it. Toronto, Toronto's but... bums. Um, yes, Rangers are going to win four, and then they're going to win the Stanley Cup in four. Got it down. Any comments on the allegations that you abandoned this team and now they're good? I didn't. I just made a take about it. So I I, to, uh, Florida's my favorite team because I live here. I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you verbatim said that. At the beginning of the season team. when you made the Panthers take. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what you said. Find it. Maybe I will. Um, all right, let's move on. List, guys. Kind of a shorter segment episode. Nothing really to talk about in baseball. The Red Sox kind of suck again. Um, they they lost to the they Rays lost yesterday. 
they lost to the Orioles and the Reds, two of the worst teams in baseball. So they're winning right now, though. Um, okay. Big list, guys. I'm really excited for this one. Recess activities. Recess games. Um, anything you did at recess. Uh, I have very good memories of recess. Um, but we'll just get into it. Who wants to lead it off? I always lead off. So uh, I'll lead it off. Go ahead, Tuck. This is a game that'll be near and dear to your heart. It's yeah. a game that I made up. Yeah. It's called Assassinate the President. Yeah. <laughs> I knew this would be on your list. I thought it'd be higher. But. Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to get in there right off the bat. Um, me and Trey, Trey had a little game called Mr. President in, uh, what was it, like first grade, second grade? Elementary school, yeah, early elementary school. Probably, probably elementary school, right? Third grade. Uh, Trey was Mr. President. Everyone flocked around him like the sheep they were. <laughs> I did not love the game. I was not part of it. I think it was because I wasn't in Trey's cabinet. Kind of hurt my feelings as a family member, not even being elected to the cabinet, but that's beside the point. I created my own team, and we made the Kill the President game. And we just took over. We took over the school. We took over the jungle gym. We took over Trey. I just gave everyone one position higher than whatever Trey gave them. I think two people stuck by your side through and through, no matter what I gave them. Shout out to those people. But Matt Fenton. Not one of my nicest moments in. Uh, I think it was Matt Fenton and Mike Hedges were the two that yeah. stuck by me. Wouldn't join me. Because I think so I made fun. I made Matt uh, head of the Secret Service and Mike vice president. Yeah, it was my first coup d'état. Proud of it. Um, Maybe my last. Hopefully not. Uh, never know, though. So, yeah. Assassinate the president, number five on my list. Yeah, it was really demoralizing just being outside and having everybody run up to me and just go, bang, break my face all the time. <laughs> that was not the, not the best moment for me, but it it was an iconic moment that is still talked about. So, um, Dilly, you got one? Sure, I got one that I know for sure is not on anybody's list. Um, it's a game I made up. Uh, or me and a few people, I don't forget what grade we were in. It might have been like third grade. It was called Grass Stain Road Rage. <laughs> uh, I've never heard of it. Grass Stain Road Rage. But it all it entailed was we had the big hill just past the um, jungle gym, right? Uh, now, it would be 100 degrees outside. Everybody would wear pants. That's because you had to wear pants to play the game because guys, people would start at the bottom of the hill. They would run up the hill as fast as they could. People at the top of the hill, slide tackle. And you would just wreck people. As they're coming up, you slide tackle. They'd fall over. They'd be out or they'd join the ranks of the slide tacklers. Oh, Grant. There's a bunch of people running around. You're getting grass stain on your on your, on your jeans. So that was. I don't know how many of us played, but I still remember to say. So I put it at five because I figured you guys didn't play. I uh, never participated in that. It got squashed. It got squashed like a bug by uh, Miss Hopper, whoever else was out there, uh, yelling at us. Probably to um, your mother's happiness, having to clean the grass stains out of your pants every every day. Yep, it was a good. <laughs> good time when we were about nine years old there are several on my list that i'm pretty sure got squashed by the staff and some of them i don't agree with but 
Um, all right, my number five is going to be one that I have vague memories of playing in elementary school. I we I don't know why we didn't play it all the time. It's foot. It's just straight up football. Um, we used to play it. Oh, we used to play it on the pavement in front of the jungle gym. We wouldn't even play it on the grass. I remember playing it in winter or like late fall when it was cold out and like we didn't want to go into the snow and we would just play um, football on the blacktop. I obviously was, I think, the only person in our class, maybe one other, James Allentuck, I think, but one of the only, you know, two or three kids in the class that actually played football in starting in third grade all the way up to, you know, fifth grade after we left the school. Um, but I, um, just remember dominating basically. And I, I remember a lot of kids not really knowing anything about football and just kind of knowing like run as fast as you can and throw it deep. I remember having like six or seven touchdowns in one of them. Um, so just a personal one there. Don't remember playing it too much. Only remember two or three instances of really playing it. I'm sure we did it more, but it was, it always to me was in the winter in the snow. Um, or something. I remember one time it was snowing when we were playing, which was super cool. So football is my number five. Cam? Yeah, I don't have football on my list because, like you said, we didn't play it that much. The reason being is because they eliminated team sports. Yes. Yep. So yep. that was that was always great. I was going to uh, mention that in my list. Uh, straight up knockout. Um, had a nice basketball group at Morris. It was like nine feet, eight and a half feet, not a regulation size. Um, but it was always fun to go out there, get a big line of people, two different sized balls, um, and just go play some good old fashioned knockout. Got a little crazy at some points, but, uh, always fun. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll, eliminating team sports is one of the softest moves I think I've ever heard of in a school. Just Absolutely preposterous. Uh, Tucker, number four. Uh, number four, I just have straight up braces. Just figure speed. <laughs> the one thing I was really good at, I remember me and Dylan were a team because I like we had like a setup where like one person do a sprint and then one person would go all the way to the wall and back. I remember Dylan always being my sprinter and me and him just running shit. I don't know why I remember this. It's like my I didn't even, I wasn't into running. I had no interest in running. I just remember being good at it. It was a natural thing for you. It's always in your brain. I don't remember that at all. I I remember it vividly, Bill. Don't know why. I vaguely remember running up the side where, like, you know, it kind of, the parking lot, like, went up that hill on the side. I vaguely remember running there once, but I don't think I remember the races. Um, Dill, four. Whew. Uh, number four. Um, hmm. Number four is another game. It's not. It wasn't really a game. Uh, again, probably not one that you guys did with me. But it involved when we were older, fourth, fifth grade, maybe. Um, we would try to jump off the highest part of the jungle gym we could and then grab onto the monkey bar. Jesus. And if you held on, you won. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Violent. <laughs> and like, you know, it's you, know, you know the big slide? The, um, it was, it was the, the, the blue, the blue one that one. was covered. Yep. Yep. Um, 
So if you climbed on the back side of that over the ramp, I remember being the, the monkey bars being on the other side of the jungle too. From that, the monkey bars are on the other side of that. That's that um, slide. So you'd have to climb over the back. If you jump from the top railing, it was like game over. You won. And uh, every once in a while, you'd get it. Every once in a while, you'd slip and land right on your back, right into some wood chips, knock the wind out of you. But that's what it is, man. You know, being a kid, knocking the wind out of you. So I did, love to did, see us just try to do these activities. As did, <laughs> did that a lot? Got all the calluses on my hands. How did um, that one not get squashed immediately? I do it when nobody's looking. It's too quick about it. <laughs> it was in a team uh, sport. Didn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yourself, as long as no one's feelings. Broken matter. collarbone's fine. Feelings not fine. Um, I met, yeah, that was after the team sports cup band for sure. My. Number four is one that I don't know if you guys will remember. Um, Jaws. It was kind of a modified version of Tag. Obviously, it was like Lava Tag. Yeah, but... it was based on the movie that most of our peers probably hadn't seen at that point because we were all very young. But I had seen it since I was two growing up. Been my favorite movie ever since. I was Jaws. I would go in the water, aka the wood chips. Everyone would be on the boat or the jungle gym. And I would grab you and try to pull you in. And if I got a piece of you, you lost a limb. If I pulled you in the water, you became one of the sharks. Modified version of Lava Tag. Um, I remember being very fun, climbing up the slide, grabbing people, yanking them down, um, pulling people off the side. Um, it's just funny because the memories I have of it like, are my imagination of actually being a shark in water. you know. Um, but played it. Throughout elementary school, I think, up until probably fourth grade when people were like, this is kind of weird. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but played at the community center. Played it everywhere. Jaws was a big one for me. So that's my number four. Cam? Number four, I got the swings, just in general. Thought about putting um, that on mine. Trey, didn't you break your arm on a swing? I did. I fractured my wrist in six. I remember that. I remember that. I remember watching that happen. No, I didn't. Well, I did it at home. One reason um, someone did it at school. Shoot. It was always fun to see the highest you could go, jump off, somehow not break your ankle, or in Trey's case, break your arm. Um, primary reason, though, is because once we learned how to do backflips on the swings, yep. it was the most impressive thing ever. And everyone loved it and gathered around to see it. Um, and obviously, we would get in trouble, but we'd do it anyway. Uh, so that's my number four. Do you ever do twisties? Wrist, uh, twist it up as much as possible and then let it rip. That was a good one. Um, Tucker, three. Uh, three, I have Knockout. Knockout, great game. Probably one of the biggest games we've played. Um, huge fan of it. Always was super competitive. I remember like fighting because you wanted to get the right ball on your turn. It was always a huge deal. So, yeah, number three, Knockout. Dill? Number three, I'm falling through with you, Trey. I'm going for football. Um, I believe football was the reason why team sports were banned. I think you're because, right. Because there was a lot of arguing. We did yes. a lot of playing, a lot yes. of arguing. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I remember I was never a quarterback, but I would just run all the way down, yep. hope somebody would throw me the ball. Um, I remember vividly catching a deep ball for a, a touchdown. So do I. Arbitrary heading towards heading towards the woods. I remember doing that, catching a long I, one. I remember doing it heading towards the school. Um, 
And I remember vividly because I had a pair of shoes that had a hole in it and my sock was going like went through the hole. And you're right. We, this was, we were doing this in winter because it was wet and snowy. And I remember my sock always being wet because I had a stupid hole in my shoe. I didn't care. I was trying to catch that ball. Vivid memory of playing football on the blacktop until it got squashed. I remember one time getting a fight after, I think, probably football and you slide tackling someone because they were being mean to me in the me? hallway. Yep. Oh, yep. damn. Hell yeah. Uh, um, my number three is also Knockout Tucker. This one is one that I remember we switched to based on the team sports band. This was, I think, the first go-to switch game after team sports were banned. And I want to say they were banned in fourth grade, maybe third. Um, I want to say fourth grade. I want to say fourth. Um, fourth grade, they were banned. We were all really upset because we were playing a lot of kickball. And um, kickball was the one that I was most upset that we couldn't play anymore. I really enjoyed playing kickball um, down on the baseball field. Um, but knockout got really intense. I remember winning a couple times of being like, I've achieved greatness. Like, I can die now and be happy. Um Obviously, was never a great basketball player. So when I won, it was huge. We would get huge lines, massive lines of people. If you're the first to get out, it was the worst thing in the world. You still wait around for 10 minutes. Um, but, yeah, big one was knockout. So that's my number three. Uh, Cam? Number three, I got wall ball. Um, now, I don't have too many memories of it, but I know it was, like, the first game that we played um, at recess. And I probably couldn't tell you how to play anymore. Oh, I can't. Um, that, that big old wall next to the basketball hoop, um, next to the door that you, you walk out the recess. I just remember sprinting to the shed, getting a tennis ball, 10, 15, 20 people lined up playing wall ball. Tucker, two. Um, number two, I have football. Football's like one of my top ones. I. I have a lot of memories of football and like you track. I don't know why you don't have that many. I remember like constantly playing football in the early years. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. Definitely one of my top games, especially because I never got to play football growing up. It was like my glory time. It was always so much fun. Built up your skills for uh, flag, Tucker. Um, exactly. Dale, too. Um, two, I'm going to go knockout like you said we always played on the hoop closest to the door yep. but we had there was a hoop on the far end we never played on that hoop too far away that, too was, that was uh that was regulation height though i think that might have been why um at least it was higher but yeah cam's right it was definitely shorter um you did feel like a king when you won you did feel like such a loser when you got out first um but I do have a lot of memories of playing that. For some reason, I have a memory of my mom being like a chaperone for some reason for recess. I don't know if parents did that for some reason. Might have been they a field did. trip. I don't remember that. It wasn't a field trip, but I think it was like to help out. Too, sometimes I remember. I don't remember. So I remember my mom. Probably because my parents couldn't be bothered. Well, playing playing knockout for some reason um but yeah definitely that that was always a go-to my number two is going to be an interesting one um it's kill the carrier kill the carrier oh. was i remember playing it a few times in elementary school down on the soccer field 
Um, don't think it happened very often. Pretty sure when it did, it was shut down pretty quickly. Um, but I think that's one of the things we resorted to when team sports, when we wanted to play football, but couldn't really, we just decided let's just beat the shit out of each other. Um, I think I remember playing it towards the end of the school year when maybe it was a little more lax, people didn't care as much and you would just light each other up. I remember getting lit up by Dylan Buck very vividly. The other part of this memory is middle school, middle school. They implemented, I think in our seventh grade year recess during middle school. So you'd eat your lunch, and then you'd have time to go out for recess for the rest of lunch. Kill the Carrier at middle school recess was a disaster. It was violent. There was injuries. There was fights. There was even a lawsuit over it. There was a lawsuit in our school based on bullying during killing Kill the Carrier at recess. I don't even think we played with a football. I'm pretty sure we played with like a soccer ball or something. Um, but it was just pile on, getting fights. So much fun, just tackling the crap out of each other. Very good memories. I don't memories. remember playing that at all. Very good memories from Kill the Carrier. I remember nowhere. I remember it the most. Nature's classroom. Well, yes, oh, that goodness. was not technically a recess activity, but that was like the ultimate. Our school versus your school doesn't matter if you had beef with anyone in our school. Our school versus their school. Kill the Carrier. Actually, try to kill the kid. <laughs> like just light him up. And Miss Barrows on the sideline. Go Lennox! Oh, <laughs> Just lighting each other up. Yeah. Um, all right, Cam, number two. Yeah, I didn't get to play that in nature's classroom. I got in trouble, so that was my punishment. Um, didn't get to see anyone from any other schools. Um, I think that was partially our fault, too, though. Nope, I got in trouble specifically. Um, we did it by grades, so we wouldn't have been there with us. Yeah. Number two, kickball. Um, don't remember it got kickball. shut down, but it was the most organized, I would say, of everything we had, just because we had a field, whereas if you're playing football, it's just on the pavement. Um, but kickball, you know, we had an actual field. Um, the only issue was there were no umpires. And, and again, arguing. Some heated, <laughs> heated discussions. I choked out Chaz Levitsky one time. <laughs> Um, but that's that's the name of the game. It's why it's up there so high. Um, not the best kicker out there, but just running down to that field, getting 13 minutes of recess to, to play kickball was always a good time. I wonder how long recess really was because it felt like two hours every time. 13 minutes. That's insane to me. It felt like it was two hours. Um, I do agree that I think it was most organized. I remember having like actual teams set up and like playing like multiple games in a, like a season. I don't know. Maybe I'm imagining that. Tucker, number one. Um, number one is wall ball. Wall ball is my number one by far. Best game I played, most often played. You know, the best part about it was if someone's running to the wall, you just tag them. You just ask, or when they get to the wall on time, you just miss them, so it bounces right back off them as soon as it goes because that was the best part of the game was just pegging kids. With balls. Got mm. didn't like <laughs> pause. That. Yeah, I'm gonna pause myself <laughs> on that one. I thought about it. Never mind. Uh but yeah. No, I loved wall ball. Dylan? Yeah, number one for me is also wall ball. Um I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think it might have been Tucker and myself who brought the game to at least our class. I don't remember when it was, but 
yeah, just hucking the tennis ball off the wall. You could throw really high, you could throw really short, like Tucker said. He's trying to bounce it off the guy as they come to the wall to get him out. Um, another one of those knockout games, so it was cool to be, uh, you know, you know, in the final couple. Um, and it's baseball related. I was a baseball guy, so I, you know, fielding the ground ball, fielding the tennis ball, it's always fun. Um, so yeah, wall ball definitely number one for me. Um, I don't know if they yelled at us so much for throwing it at people. I feel like they always let wall ball go. Um, I can't believe recess was only 13 minutes, though. That can't be true. <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> Another side note, on the Nature's Classroom trip, we were playing on the soccer field with the soccer ball, the kill-the-carrier type game, where we were just like, I, like I'd never been hit that hard in my life. Might have started as a game of soccer. It did. And it I remember I was really angry. I remember I speared one kid and he got up. He's like, said something to me. And I was like, screw you, man. He's like, do you play football? I was like, yeah, I do. And he's like, oh, cool. What position do you play? <laughs> <laughs> and we just had a conversation after that. Um, I, I remember, I remember because we were trying to throw the ball into the goal. That was the, that was the, that became the objective. Uh, my objective was and to hit the other kids. That was my I objective. I remember this game, it was tied 1-1 and I scored the go-ahead goal to make it 2-1. And then we all broke and went and ate food and that was the end of that but i remember that was the highlight of the trip for me i am following suit my number one's wall ball now i feel like this one got banned too because there were a lot of heated arguments over this one and i think that's why we switched to knockout but i could be totally off base there yeah i vaguely remember that's kind of what i remember because i I think we went to wall ball we went to wall ball after team sports got banned and then we went to knockout after wall ball got banned, but that I could I be. I vaguely remember that. I could be way off base. Anyways, great game. Still remember how to play. Um, haven't played probably in fifteen years. Um, it was great, and Tucker's hundred percent right. I remember getting the most of the times I got out was on bull crap, like me running to the wall and bouncing off and hitting me after I was safe. Um, I remember the sound of the tennis ball hitting the wall, man. That's all I can tell you. Like that's, I have very, very vivid memories of playing that game. Um, helped with the hand eye. Uh, great game. Wall balls, easy number one for me. Cam. Cam. My number one. Seven people, so didn't have to wait. Hold on, long. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You cut out for the entire first part. Didn't hear one thing you said. Go ahead. I heard Maddie Start G. over. Maddie G is the only thing we got. Now you're muted. Hear me out. Yep. Yep. Um, Foursquare had a long period of time where that was the only game I played. That's only a good one, people. So the lines went. Uh, pretty quickly. Shout out Maddie G, best Foursquare player I've ever seen. Foursquare was more of a community center game for me, not a recess one. But I remember playing it. I played it. I played it a couple times. I remember having like Webkins watching us play it, like putting the Webkins on the side and playing it. Um, all right, great list, guys. Um, movie Uncharted. Who watched it? I did. I did. I did. Cam did not. Nope. Um, all right. Um, this movie was a guaranteed loss for me simply because I like the video game so much. Some of my favorite video games of all time. 
I'd argue, I'd say that Nathan Drake is probably my favorite protagonist in a video game of all time. So this was going to be, I was kind of slanted going in. Um, I remember when this was announced, I was really excited. And then I saw that Mark Wahlberg was cast as Sully and I got really, really disappointed. And I'm like, this isn't going to be good, is it? Um, I didn't really enjoy it that much. I'll be honest with you. I think it's hard to put that video game format into a movie. I think there's a reason why it fails so often. Um, I just think it's hard to get in your, when you're playing a video game, you're so wrapped up in the gameplay. You can kind of just suspend your disbelief in the movie. I feel like it's a lot harder. Um, I didn't like Wahlberg's portrayal of uh, Sully. I think Nathan Drake, I mean, uh, Tom Holland's a little too young to play Nathan Drake. I know he's playing a younger version of Nathan Drake, but still the the games were Drake in his, you know, late twenties when they started or early thirties, something like that. So, um, I think there's better guys to play him out there. If you look up Nathan Fillion, looks exactly like him. Um, or even Nolan North, because he has the iconic voice of him. Um, he made a um, cameo. Yeah, he did. You're right. He did make the cameo. I think, I mean, I know he's a voice actor primarily, but I just think there could have been better casting. I just see Tom Holland and I see P- Peter Parker. I don't know. I think it was just kind of hard to like even even the games like there's some basis of realism yes there's like magical stuff going on but like at the end of the movie they're picking up these old ships and she's like don't put a hole in these ships they're worth a fortune and they're blowing they start blowing holes and these ships are made of wood they crumble it was just a little too much out of my disbelief sully's got the bag of gold and nathan's like save me it's like clearly you could just throw the gold into the helicopter and save nate at the same time um, the double crosses were kind of obvious coming, like wasn't very surprised by them. I don't know. It's just, it was just hard to live up to my expectations. I think it was entertaining in terms of its action and stuff like that. The stunts were cool. You know, the set pieces were big, like in the uncharted, uh, games. Um, obviously they ripped some stuff right from it. Like the opening scene where it gets flashed back to, you know, it's later in the movie, but it opens with that scene, um, is him on the airplane, which is one of the coolest video game levels of all time. Um, I don't know. I just it didn't do it for me. And I think it's because I like the game so much. So I can't really, you know, say that it's a great movie. I'm going to go with a 5-4. I think it's an entertaining Hollywood blockbuster kind of thing. I think there's a reason why it didn't do too well. I think it's kind of corny. And I think that it's just hard to translate those games into a movie format um, the way they did it. Dill? Yeah, I, I recently played through all the games. Um enjoyed them very much like you said trey one of my favorite um protagonists nathan drake um i went into the movie not expecting much of anything i had seen the trailer you're like oh that piece is from this movie that or that that piece is from this game that piece is from this game so like they put pieces together um and obviously they had main characters in there as well you know it's a movie it was so it was a sony movie um, and I, I feel like they only have done, this might've been their first, was this their first Sony movie? Well, like, Sony, Sony's the company. They make the Spider-Man movies. Okay. In collaboration first, with Disney. It was the first one outside of Spider-Man. Cause th- this was so I'm pretty sure Sony makes one. movies. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe, I don't know. Sony Video game I division movie. The PlayStation, I don't know. Logo show up on a movie. the PlayStation thing, I think it's 
I mean, they've made Tomb Raider. I've never seen it. They made Tomb Raider. They've made Mortal Kombat stuff like that. But I don't know. I have to look it up. But you know, it wasn't great. I think they could have done it a little bit better. But to be more close to the movie or more close to the games. But like, if you can hire Mark Wahlberg to put butts in seats, hire Mark Wahlberg than somebody else. He just wasn't at all silly to me. Like even his personality. He wasn't likable. Like, Sully was always likable. Like, if you're going to make him unlikable, he's not even Sully. Like, Sully was, yes, he was kind of like a ruffian guy, but he was always likable, like that older father figure. And to me, that just didn't connect with this one. I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah, I'll give, it, I'll give the movie a 5-4 as well. It's not a great movie, but, I, I mean, it was fun to watch, I guess, because I like to tie it to the, to the games. Tucker? See, so I think I have it higher because I didn't play the games. You're, yes, it's 100% yeah. a, a so, like, governor on how much totally we can make it. a cool character because he wasn't, like, a protagonist in any way, shape, or form. Like, like he, he grew into the part, but, like, I like the way they portrayed him as, like, a guy that, like, you don't really know, like, because I don't know what side Sully's on watching that. Like, until the end, you know? Like, at the end, I'm like, is he going to go, like, I, there's a genuine thought, like, is, what's he going to do? Like, there's this, I don't know. I was kind of, I was thinking, like, if they're making a sequel out of this, is Sully going to be sequel, or is Sully going to be an antagonist? It looks like they're going to, based on the post credit scenes and stuff like that. Oh, it's definitely going to be a multi-series movie, which you should do with something like this. So I think, Tucker, I think the disconnect is that he, um, they have th- four games to kind of make up Sully's relationship, and and obviously, which is you know twenty hours a game of story, um, and he does have that moment in one of the games where you don't know if he's the good or bad guy. Really, he has a couple of those moments, really, um, but on the other moments, there's so much more. You know, I don't know. Yeah. You should play them. That's all I'm gonna say. You should play them. You got anything else on it? Um, no, I, I genuinely enjoyed the movie, though. Score? I liked it. Uh, um, honestly thought it was good. I like Tom Holland. I like Mark Wahlberg. I give it like a 7-2. Like, it was very watchable. It's something, like, I was happy to watch. I don't really go below a 6 unless I, like, kind of, like, am bored through it. But I genuinely enjoyed this movie through and through. Solid 6 for Uncharted. Um, who's next? Me? Yes. Me. Ah, oh, Jesus. Um, this is bad. What have I been wanting to watch? Talk amongst yourselves. Um, Anyone do anything fun over the weekend? Oh, I got one. I got one. I went to, today, the rededication ceremony of the 54th Massachusetts Regiment uh, oh boy. Monument. So we're watching a history movie. We're watching Glory. One of the best mm-hmm. war movies mm-hmm. of all time. One of the best Civil War movies. The best Civil War movie, in my opinion. Um, great cast. Denzel, Morgan Freeman, Matthew Broderick. Um, and it's about Massachusetts. So I haven't seen this movie in forever. We it's a good it movie. We did watch it in high school. We watched it in the auditorium, didn't we? We did. We did. That's recent enough, right? Nope. <laughs> Glory it is. Um, all right. That's Wasted Takes, episode 126. Big finals. I believe this is the first time that Wasted Takes team has been in a championship. 
since the beginning of this uh, podcast. Would I be correct in saying that? Nope. Heat in the bubble. Heat in the bubble. Yeah, but you're not really a big Heat fan. <laughs> right? I am. <laughs> okay. Well, Heat in the bubble. This is the first time a Boston team has been in the championship since Waste It Takes started. I'll say that. Um, so it's going to be a big week for us. We'll have an update on the series next time. Check us out on our socials. We'll have two polls for you this week. Double the work. Uh, thanks for getting wasted with us, and we will see you next time. Bye. See you. See you.